Hello and welcome to the Sound on Sound People and Music Industry podcast with me, Sam Ingalls. In this special episode, I'm talking to some of the people who've been nominated in the 2023 MPG Awards, starting with Mikko Gordon. Mikko is nominated in the category of Best Engineer. Welcome, Mikko. Great to meet you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. So for those of us who are not familiar with the name Mikko Gordon, can you just tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into engineering? I studied music at Goldsmiths University of London, and I was always a guy in bands who would be recording us and figuring out how to do things. And when I graduated, I realised that's where my passion lay in kind of production and just started from there. Uh, I'm self-taught, really. Um, but then later on in my career, I've been uh, mentored by producer Nigel Godrich. And I've also learned from other people like uh, mastering engineer Mandy Parnell and also Chad Blake. I'm going to say, because it's a big step from having a passion for engineering to actually being able to make a living doing it. How did you manage to get these amazing mentors into your life? I mean, I would say that most people who are working in music, they all realise and know how difficult it has been to have a career because they've been through that themselves. I've found that people are often surprisingly generous with their time and want to pass some of that learning back. And, you know, that's something I do myself now. You know, I've had many, many assistants and interns and people I want to try and share some of the things that I've learned and kind of pass some of that on. Amazing. And Nigel Godrich in particular, is, is he doesn't do very many interviews and he's quite sort of reticent about talking about his work in the press. What were the main things that you learned from Nigel? I would say main things is just his aesthetic and his approach and how he thinks about music. You know, more kind of higher level concepts of watching him work like that. You know, we've never really sat down and discussed what preamp is going to work, you know, but just more the aesthetic of music and what we're trying to achieve. Interesting, because I notice on your bio, you very much describe yourself as an engineer and producer. And when you talk about engineering, you're talking about your role as a creative facilitator. I guess you must see engineering as a creative act as much as a technical one. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like often you want the kind of recording process to be invisible to the act of music making in the studio. And, you know, when you have an idea and people want to try something out, I find it terrible if you're then stopping and going, okay, hold on, we're going to shoot out these five microphones and see which one will sound best. Like Everything's ready to go. Everything's patched in. Everything's already sounding like a record and people can just play and kind of try things out. So can you give us a few examples of some of the kind of creative engineering things that you've done in the studio? Creative techniques or things that happened in the moment where you were able to sort of elevate something by doing something a bit different? I work quite a lot with tape now. You know, I was a bit too young to kind of learn it first time round and grew up kind of working digitally, but now have got really into tape and tape loops. And I find that they can be a very interesting way of capturing snippets of music or almost like sampling ideas. That is just a very different way of doing it, sampling into a computer, for example. And do you do that with a conventional studio master tape recorder or do you use looping devices or what? Yeah, no, just like with a, you know, two inch 16 or 24 track tape machine. Tell us a little bit about your own studio because you've got your own place uh, in East London. Yes, Hackney Road Studios. Uh, we've got two rooms there. 
a bigger tracking space with a 24-channel E-Series SSL, and then another kind of mixing production space with a Neve 66 uh, broadcast desk. Cool. So how long has this place been in existence? The studio has been in existence probably about 10 years already. I got involved uh, with Sean Woodlock, my partner there, about six years ago. So tell us a little bit about the projects that you've done that have earned you this nomination, because one of those is actually nominated for Best Album as well. Uh, Yes, yeah, that's the Smile record, which is uh, Tom York and Johnny Greenwood from Radiohead and then drummer Tom Skinner. I mean, that was obviously an incredible record to work on. I've worked with Tom, especially for quite a long time now, uh, Tom York, and he is just such an incredible, talented musician person. It's just fantastic to be in the same room, really. So was that done at your studio? No, that was done at Nigel Godrich's uh, studio and then also at uh, Johnny's place. And what was your role in the project? I was engineer for that. So yeah, I was making sure everything was captured and and sounding good. That album was recorded all to tape as well. And are you mainly a tracking engineer or do you do mix as well? I do mix a lot. Uh, This record was uh, mixed by Nigel though, though I did uh, assist him a bit with that. And what else has been on your calendar this year? I Well, I've been continuing doing work for The Smile, so I've just mixed uh, two live releases for them. Uh, the other one, Europe Live Recordings, I think is just coming out any day now. And that was basically, I went on tour with them and mixed front of house and then also recorded all the shows and we kind of put the best bits together and I mixed that uh, for a release. It's quite unusual to have someone who's both a front of house engineer and a studio engineer. Do you find that the two disciplines sort of inform each other? Yeah, I think that's something that used to be more common in like you you read a lot about that people in the 70s making a record and then going out on on tour. and, And these days, not that common. I mean, for me, whether you're mixing something in the studio or live, the goal is the same. It's to like understand the essence of the song and translate that for the listener it's just the tools are different and once you have understand the toolkit i actually think that the end goal is is very very similar excellent well congratulations on the nomination that's fantastic news and, and very well earned and um, best of luck on the night um it's been brilliant talking to you Miko. thanks so much anything you can tell us about what's coming up for you in the near future or is it all top secret Uh, (laughs) A lot of the worlds I inhabit tend to be very secretive, but I am working with idols at the moment and that's been super fun and uh, looking forward to doing more with them. Wow, looking forward to that. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Mika. It's been wonderful to meet you. Best of luck. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening. And be sure to check out the show notes page for this episode, where you'll find further information along with web links and details of all the other episodes. And just before you go, let me point you to the soundonsound.com forward slash podcasts website page where you can explore what's playing on our other channels. (laughs) 